You're listening to The Lovish Podcast, and I'm your host, Dr. Sita Hood, vision architect and licensed therapist. Each week, I'm going to help you to develop the belief and strategy necessary to make an immediate impact on the world by deep diving into topics like mental wellness, faith, relationships, and you guessed it, love. I should mention before we hop into the show, this is not a substitute for a relationship with a licensed therapist. You ready? Let's get it. Welcome back for another episode of the Lovish Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Sita Hood, vision architect and licensed therapist. If you are listening to this on your favorite listening platform, I want to let you know it's a video podcast. So if you would like to see this episode live, um, I'm going to be drawing something here for you guys in just a second on the screen. If you would like to see that, you will want to head on over to my YouTube channel and watch this episode. And when you head on over, if you find that you've been heading on over to YouTube more often, go ahead and hit the subscribe button. Let's just meet every week. Is that okay? That's cool. Okay, great. What's in your mug this week? Mine is my same drink, still rocking with the brewmate. Uh, it is a chai tea latte that I made at home. And there's two different ways that I make it. Um, but today, I made it at home and I made it with um, the little packet of pre-made concentrated tea, not the tea bags today. Today, I want to talk to you guys about toxic narratives that are keeping you stuck. A few weeks ago, I was putting together a piece of Ikea furniture. Yes, I know. Go me. <laughs> I put together Ikea furniture quite often, but I was putting together this piece of furniture and I was almost at the end. Y'all know Ikea don't come with the words. They don't come with the words. So you got to be paying attention for the Ikea furniture. So I was at the end of putting together this massive piece of furniture. And I had already screwed in a gang of screws. You know, I was like, oh, this is about to be the easy part. This is the drawers. I never struggled with drawers. But I just could not get the screws in position. And I'm not even talking about building the drawers because I built the drawers. I'm talking about the little drawer sliders that carry all the weight of the drawer. I could not get that screwed in tight enough. It did not matter how hard I pushed in while I was screwing, the angle I was at. And I had an electric screwdriver, y'all. I was using an electric screwdriver this whole time, right? And I tried this for like an hour. I was exhausted. Okay. It was the weekend. It was like the end of the night. I literally had anticipated being done. My hands were hurting. And more importantly, I started to think that I was never going to finish. I know that sounds extreme. I know. Don't judge me. Don't judge me, but hear me out. Isn't that how we get, don't we get extreme when we're tired, when we're exhausted, when we're overworked? So I walked away from the furniture and I was so disappointed that I couldn't get the pieces together like I wanted to. I couldn't get them to come together correctly. And now the job was going to drag on for another day, which I hate. I hate stretching building jobs out for more than one day. I really, really don't like that. So I took a shower and I went to bed and I started to look at 
YouTube videos in bed on, okay, well, maybe I missed a part. Maybe there's something that I'm not getting. And then it occurred to me that I was using the wrong tool for this part of the process. I was expecting the wrong tool to work for the same pieces. So when I woke up the next day, I grabbed a new screwdriver and it worked like a charm. Okay. (laughs) But there's a piece here that I want you to pay attention to. The whole time that I had been putting this furniture together, I only used one head, like one, the same head for the screwdriver on my electric um, screwdriver. And when I reached this particular part, this particular level of the project, I was expecting that same thing to work. And it worked up until that point, but I had reached a new level. And I didn't recognize like the same thing that got you to put the cabinet doors together or the building blocks of this won't work for the drawer. You have to use a different tool. And so the same message applies here today. You are at a new level, a new season, a new era of your life. The same raggedy old narratives simply won't do. You're feeling stuck because you're using the wrong tool. You're believing the wrong narrative. So before I talk about the toxic narratives, I want to share my screen here with you for a second because I want to show you why we tap into narratives and why they're so important. Okay, so this is the framework that I use. It's the Visionary Blueprint. And this is how I help people literally follow these steps to bring ideas out of their head and into reality. So we start with a couple of things here. The first thing is you in the middle as a bold visionary, right? So as a bold visionary, I'm going to zoom in a little bit here. You should be living a lifestyle of wellness. You should have a specific level of confidence to walk into any environment. And then you should be using your influence to increase your impact. Okay. So these are three things that a bold visionary or an audacious visionary does. In order to practice a lifestyle of wellness here, you have to live from a place of abundance with an awareness, an awareness of things that are happening, right? Because we don't just pretend like nothing is going to happen. In order to have confidence, you've got to be authentically you in every environment. And then in order to use your influence to increase your impact, you have to actually have the audacity to show up, the audacity to keep going. So a bold visionary lives a lifestyle of wellness. They have confidence in every environment that they walk into, and then they use their influence to increase their impact. Now, there are certain things that are going to help you to get to this specific level. And for those of you that are listening to this, again, I am drawing this out on the screen for you to see. So the first thing that you're going to have to do is craft your vision. 
if you don't know where you're going, it's going to be really, really hard for you to pinpoint your next actions. Then you're going to have to cultivate your principles because our values inform our principles and our principles inform our priorities for our day. And then you are going to command your day. No more being run by your schedule, but you are in control of your schedule. So that's how you live a life of abundance. That's how you live from a place of abundance um, with awareness. And then to show up authentically in every environment, the first thing that we're going to do, which is what we're going to be talking about today, you are going to have to renovate your narrative. You have to renovate what it is that you believe about yourself. Then we're going to work to release your voice. And then we're going to work to revitalize your relationships because you can't make as much progress as you need to make without a tribe, a supportive tribe. And then the final piece here of the visionary blueprint is going to be the audacious piece. By this time, by the time you've worked through all of these six sections, you are at a point where, you know, you've likely come into some pushback, you've come into some failures, et cetera. And so what we're working on at this stage is balancing your beliefs, balancing what you believe is possible and knowing that it's okay to fail forward. And then we're going to boost your confidence again. So reminding you who you are and why you're relevant. We coming back here. And then the final thing that we're going to do, we're going to build your systems. We're going to build systems in place that support you to keep this cycle going. So this is the visionary blueprint. And the thing that we're going to be focusing on today is renovating your narrative. So that's why I'm talking to you about toxic things that you believe that are keeping you stuck because I want to get you unstuck from this area right here so that you can become the bold visionary and you can do this work. You can bring your dream out of your head. You can impact your community and do what it is that you keep thinking about. Okay. The first narrative is that nobody cares and everybody is against me. This is not true. It's simply not true. Now I'm sure when you heard my story about feeling like, Oh, I'm never going to get this furniture completed. You was probably like, okay, girl, you was being a bit dramatic. And that is exactly how this statement sounds dramatic. That is not true that no one believes, nobody cares, no one's there to support you, and that everybody is against you. There are people who care. There are people that are rooting for you. There are people that are on your side, even if it's not obvious to you that they are on your side. This is what therapists refer to as all or nothing thinking, and it keeps you paralyzed from moving forward. So this is most certainly a toxic belief. To combat this belief, what I usually tell people to do is to practice a neutral statement. And I got this idea of a neutral statement from Chantelle Taylor and she, Trisha, she um, talked about this whole body positivity movement and how it's okay to not be happy about your body, but also you don't want to lie and just say narratives that or say affirmations that you're struggling to believe are true because your brain is smart and it might not make a lot of sense to you. So she talks about making a neutral statement 
that is actually true to help be the bridge to get you to the positive affirmation. So I'm putting my little spin on it here. And the way to be neutral in this situation is um, it's been difficult in the past to get people to support me, but I'm working to find a new tribe. All of that is true. So if you're having trouble jumping to the other side and seeing the reality of the situation of how many people are actually in your corner, this is a good way to reframe it. Toxic narrative number two, if I don't do it, it won't get done. Okay. Okay. Bring it in close. Now, I got to get on you for this one because I used to fall prey to this. I was the queen of this narrative until I realized that this is not only toxic, it's actually deadly, okay? And I know that sounds extreme, but listen, when you undress this narrative at its core, it's the work myself to death so that I can people please. That's really what it is. And I know I'm not trying to hurt your feelings, but that's the truth of what's underneath this narrative. And that's why it keeps you trapped. You have to consistently remind yourself of the reality of the situation. If you don't rest, then you won't be around to do the things that you think can't get done without you. I say this to moms a lot because most of the time moms are like, I've got to do this. I've got to do this. I'm overworked, especially in communities of color. I'm overworked. I'm always stressed out. I have these health issues that have come up. I don't feel confident enough to take time off of work to go resolve it and all of this. And so you keep working and working and working and beating your body and forcing your body to show up. And the truth is, if you are dead, it won't get done anyway. If you're dead, there's no one that's going to take care of your children like you. And I got to pause and get really real in saying that because that's literally how serious this narrative is. That's how much it matters. You also rob people of the opportunity to grow when you have this perspective and you leave no room for other people to come in and actually try. So that's narrative number two that's keeping you stuck. People think I'm, insert your false narrative here. So for example, people think I'm just a trophy wife. So I could never transition into this particular role. Or people think I'm too stupid to try this. I am going to say, release what people think about you, okay? Because People, if you're stuck with this narrative and you're struggling with this narrative, you are accepting the label that people gave you. People said, she too stupid to try that. You said, okay, let me take that on. She is a trophy wife. She does not belong in politics. Take that on. Visionary, she don't got no ideas. Take that on. Whole time, you got notebooks and notebooks of ideas and things to to get done, to change your whole community, to change your household, to change your family. But if you're too busy accepting this narrative that was handed to you, you will stay stuck. So a couple of things here, because sometimes people tell us stuff and they mean well, right? The first thing that I would say is go to God and ask God, is that narrative true? God, is what they're saying about me true? Do I do this too much? Is this an alignment with your will? And based on what God says, if he's like, no, that's not you, go ahead and dust it off and keep it moving. But if he's like, no, actually that's you, or you just realize it's you without even consulting God, then what are the steps that you could take 
to transition away from that person. Because even if this has been your story for the majority of your life, today could be different. You could change your life today. You could decide that you're no longer that person. It's up to you. And it's a matter of choice. It's too hard and it requires too much of me. Here's the truth. It is hard and it does require a lot, but it's not too much because you were built for this. You were made for this. If you keep running up against a brick wall, maybe it's time to change up your strategy. Maybe you're doing what I was doing, trying to use the wrong tool for a new level, for something that's not going to work. Here's the thing. When you're already in process and you're giving birth to an idea, to a dream, to a vision, if it's already happening, it's a little bit too late to stop. But you can change strategies. So I want you to think about a woman giving birth. Once that baby coming, oh, the baby's coming, okay? There's no pushing the baby back inside. Now we can decide what strategy we want to use. We can decide, hey, I want an epidural or if a C-section is better, or if I want to do a water birth, you can decide to change the strategy, to change the tactic. But when you're in process, you do not have permission to quit. That's not an excuse to quit just because it's hard, because you've gotten all the way up to this point. And there is the reward that is right on the other side of this tough part but you've got to continue pushing through. And so if you're trying to push through and nothing is happening, change up strategies, switch up tactics, use a different tool, renovate your narrative, decide how you're going to move forward. And the last narrative keeping you stuck, I don't have, insert an endless list of things that you don't even really need. This is just a blanket excuse, right? Because your brain will continue to come up with reasons why you cannot because it's a new scary thing. The best way to combat this belief is to do do something something small small in the direction of your goal, to do something that moves the needle forward. So all of these narratives scream, I don't have the power to change my life. But the reality is you do have the power to change your life. And it's all wrapped up in one decision to keep going, to keep deciding to say yes, to change up your strategy, to push forward, to be brave enough to embrace a new tribe, to be brave enough to get educated on something new. But your life won't change without action. Something has to move the needle forward. Did any of these narratives resonate with you? Do you find yourself caught up in any of these thinking cycles? If you do, I want you to take some time today and I want you to journal. I want you to journal about the life that you want and the narratives that have been keeping you stuck. And then I want you to practice some bridge statements to get you from where you are with these narratives to where you want to be. Okay? It's time to talk about what I've been loving, product recommendations, shout outs to family and friends, and overall gratitude. Let's get into it. 
Okay, welcome back to another What I've Been Loving. This week, I have a prayer journal. I know I am a journal lover. You know that about me by this point. This is not the same journal. So this is the journal that I held up a couple of weeks ago. That's still bay. This is the prayer journal. This is the Val Marie paper prayer journal. Why do I need this? And I'm going to tell you why this is better than just a regular notebook or why I think it's better. Because... I don't think I can show y'all the actual sections, but essentially, yeah, I've already started to fill them out and I don't have any more free months. So this journal, you know, when you're trying to pray and you like, what was I supposed to be praying for again? What was that? I told her I was going to pray for her, but what was that about? This journal helps to combat that. So she has a section in here for, uh, praying for your loves, prayers for salvation, prayers for friends, personal prayers, prayers for your church, prayers for your family, etc. So what I like to do when people say, hey, can you pray for me? I jot it down here. When I am uh, at the start of every month, I ask like everybody in my family, so my husband, my children, etc. How can I pray for you this month? And then I write down what they say. And so when I'm in prayer, I'm doing my prayer, I'm talking to God, and then I have this open and I start to pray through these prayer prompts. So this is a prompted prayer journal. And then it also has lined space in the back so that you can free write prayers and thoughts and ideas and things like that that come up for you. Oh, okay. I can show you this because this has a little bit of the sections of the journal in it. So adoration section, which is like, how are we adoring God? What character trait are you uh, focusing on for the month? Your monthly challenge that could literally be anything. 10 minutes of silence a day, a daily prayer walk, pray scripture, stuff like that. So she has like a nice little walkthrough in the front of every journal to tell you exactly how to use it. So I'm going to include a link for this journal in the show notes and in the notes below so that you can see exactly how to use it. But this is what I have been loving. If you enjoyed today's episode, share the love, share it with your mama, share it with your best friend, share it with your auntie, and then head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. Reviews help the podcast to grow. Well, that's all I have for you this week. I'll see you out on these social media streets. Bye.